Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Welcome, everybody. We're in the series for designing your custom home, and I'm so glad you're here. Today you want to listen because you're going to find out how to make the custom home of your dreams a design that you love, that you connect to. We've been talking about how to do all the analysis, right? The first three steps we talked about were discovering your DNA, what your dreams are for the home, how nature, your piece of property affects the home, in addition, how the external factors affect your home. Then we switched over to design. We've been talking about schematic design, which is the overall concept or idea for the home. And then we talked about another part of that, which was massing. And today we'll get back into that a little bit more. So this is the third part of schematic design. And the way to achieve the design that you connect to is to spend time walking around in that home or that idea yourself. It's difficult because a home with a soul doesn't happen by default. I had one client one time and he said a few things about what he wanted for the house and we drew it. And this happens very often. We drew it and he identified it right away. He goes, I like this, but it doesn't have a soul. It looked cool. Like it was at the time it was cool to do these like ramped entryways and stuff. And when he did it, it looked like a neat thing, but he did not connect to it. And he really hit the nail on the head with that. So we kept exploring what it was that he wanted and we came up with something totally different after that first experience and to this day he's always talking about how much he loves the design that we gave him and telling other people about it so I'm very appreciative of that but you want to not just stay on that surface now the first thing you do is you're going to probably put that on paper it's like get it out there get those preconceived notions out there and then what you want to do is take a step back and start asking yourself questions. Things that can be written down or things that can be stated are stronger, in my opinion, than just a picture. Even though a picture is worth a thousand words, you have to give it those words for those words to mean something, right? So you have the picture. And the best way to do that is what I could almost call a mental virtual reality. And that's where the house doesn't exist yet, but you're going to walk around in that house. You should gain a lot and you will gain a lot if you say, I'm going up to the home. So when you're approaching the home, there's different ways of approaching it, correct? It's the first time you come to your home, how you enter it, how other people enter it. What do you want them to experience? So I like to think of it in terms, no matter how small your property is, a lot of the jobs I work on are in tighter very small lots, like 40 feet by 90 feet, 50 feet by 100 feet, very, very small urban type settings. And there's still a sequence of discovery, even when someone's visiting your home, when you come home each day, what that sequence is like. So you want to think about how you want that to feel. And there's different things that you can think about that will take you through that process. And I like to liken it to when you see a print nowadays, it's it's actually still happening with the print. It's just very, very fast and a little harder to decipher. But there's multiple layers to what's being printed. So if you think about like an old album cover, I remember my parents when I was growing up, they had an old 
set of sheets that were used to make an album cover. And each color and some of the shading was done on different plates. And they would lay that down and that's how they printed it before the digital printing would occur. And I like that because each layer that was printed added something else to it. Today, we still do silk screening and that kind of will do the same thing if you do a multicolor silk screen. So when you're thinking about your home, what do you, when you look at it, we talked about mass. I've a little bit talked about silhouette. You got color, you got texture, and you got material. And those can interplay with each other. But if you think about it, with silhouette, some, let's just imagine it's really dark when you're coming up to your house. What does the silhouette of the house and the moonlight look like to you? How do you want that to feel? Is it something complex? Is it something simple? Is it an easily, uniquely identifiable profile? Or is it something that blends in with things around it? The mass, we've talked about that because of the external factors that can help shape it. But what is your intent with the mass? A mass can be created to feel aggressive, like like a very tall building. Maybe the windows are largely scaled, can feel more powerful or more aggressive. Or a building that is shaped in a way that leans away, maybe the like an A-frame or something like that from certain angles could feel like it's receding away or more accepting of something coming towards it. So you want to think about your mass. How does that influence the story you want to tell? Or can guests approach your house that are people from your neighborhood? Do you want people that you know to be able to come in immediately? I was talking to one person the other day for their home and they wanted, and you know who you are because you're probably listening. They have two, they want two stages so that just random people will kind of feel like, hey, it's a second door. I can see another one. I'm never really going to get straight to the house. But in between there is a nice porch that they can sit on. And that's a really good consideration. So that tells a story about what's going on. And even the landscaping when you're approaching creates a context for that mass to sit in. And so how does it sit and how does it touch the ground? So since we're in the real world, the next layer of that mass is it has light and shadow. So if you look around at a building, if there's a house that you like that's near you, I suggest that you would go there and like look at it in the daytime, in the nighttime, at different times of the day and see what happens as light goes across it and see if there's something there that would influence the way you want to design your home. No matter what, that's going to be there and it should be intentional. Sometimes light can create its own texture visually. Sometimes it can highlight certain areas. This is natural light that I'm speaking about right now. It can change across the time of the day on the surface and it can do different things about what looks accessible, what's emphasized. And then at night when you have spotlights on the house, you may have linear lights on your house, or you may even have just decorative sconce type fixtures. What are those going to communicate? So once you've got the light figured out on the house, then you've got material. You might use brick or stone. You might use stucco, which is almost like an immaterial material at time. But even that subtlety in the stucco is amazing with the texture. I remember going to Italy and in all the photos that we looked at of this building, we were sure that it was just stucco because it was so fine. And when we got there, even my professor was amazed that this building was not stucco. In all the books that he'd seen throughout the years, it was a building from the 50s. 
or actually the 40s. It was actually made of little tiny tile that were very smooth. And the color was not, we'd seen it mostly in black and white, but the building looked white. But it was really kind of like an ochre color. And that texture and warmth communicated something totally different for this building because it looked very harsh and stark just in this all white in the books. And then like no no texture to it, but it was very tactile because the pieces of tile were kind of like, they looked like hand size. So it created a more intimate feeling when you, especially when you were like walking into the building. So you've got the material to consider. So obviously when we think about material, we're going to go like wood, concrete, metal, siding, things like that. But those materials have quality, right? A lot of people think of wood as warm. But depending on what the green is like, that can also can communicate something else. Metal, depending on how it's finished, can be like almost immaterial too or mirror. Or it can also become something that's tactile. That sometimes the way the metal is burled or something can actually feel pretty soft in your hand and unique. So there's all different things you can do to communicate warmth. Or like, hey, I want you to touch here, I want you to go here, or I don't. Or a connection between two other things. And now inherently, material in our world has color when there's light on it. It's interesting when you start changing the light source on things, what that can do. But the color of things is also important in addition to the material. So your color palette is very important. Do you want it to be cool or warm? Do you want it to be variated? Do you want it to be neutral or monotone? What does that say about the mood that you want to create with the house? For example, there was one home where the people wanted a lot of natural light. So this isn't a home I designed, but this is a good example of how color can make a big difference. They wanted the whole home bright. So everything's white in the house. But they knew that living in a home that's all white and no variation would actually feel too monotone and there's no contrast and it would be really harsh to live in. So what they did is in the center of the house, they made a room that was all black and there was doors that came into it from different parts of the house. And they were talking about how much they liked it because there was an obvious communication with the main idea of the house to this contrast that was almost like a place where they could rejuvenate, even though they loved being in this bright room and the views that they had from their house. They wanted a change because the going back and forth between things makes a, a big difference. One of the techniques I like to use is also changing scale with color. So there's a, in like graphic design, when you go to a company, they'll give like percentages of how you want that color or something to exist in the brand standard, right? Or in the clothing that's put out. And so in a home, it can be the same way. You'll have these colors that you want and you're like, I like this color because it's warm. For the most part, I want it to be warm. But a lot of people will do trim a different color or in a room, you'll do one wall a different color, like an accent wall. A lot of the times people will either do like the wall that's the exterior wall of a room or the wall that the light comes in will be like an accent color in a room so that it can create whatever mood that room is intended to have. So those are just a couple techniques about color. So once you've got all these different layers that start building up the house, that's where your design will come from and you determine what those qualities are. So I do like, and I have a, a worksheet that I use and that I've created that 
basically you go through each one of those things and it's very intuitive. It asks you questions like, when you think of light regarding your home, what comes to mind? And there's no right or wrong answer. What you want to do is write the first thing that, that comes out of your mind. What are you thinking of? And when I meet with you and your architect and I talk to you I and getting to know you, I help with those things. I understand what you're saying and so I can interpret those things. But I also like to give people an opportunity if they want to think through that kind of intuitively and see where things are providing interest, contrast, like with light, you care about this, but color, this is important to you. And that's where like the magic can happen in the exterior or even the interior, because all these things are related to each other in the house, like color and material, the massing in a room, how that is formed or sculpted. And when you get through those exercises, that's when you'll start to see the unique things for your home happening. And that's what we really want for you, because going back to the thing, when we first design, you know, sometimes you'll hit it out the park immediately because you've already done a lot of this intuitively. Some people that I know almost knew certain things like this. On this A-frame home I did, they were very intuitive about the family experience that they wanted to have. Blue was a huge thing for them. They loved the color blue. So we used that as like a key to try to work that through the home and then provide some contrast to it in other rooms. Like all the bathrooms are different colors. So it wasn't just all blue, but you would appreciate the blue through that. And after we've done all these things, then it's like, then you get to the design. That's And then you'll find that it's growing out of that. And that's why I think I keep reiterating is like so many times they're like, I wanted this or I want this picture. And I'm just going to keep emphasizing it. Peel back the layers in your mind and in your decision. And even if you've got those things, like sometimes people have an old chandelier that they love or they have something from an artist that they want to be a key thing in the home. So those are the things that actually will create the special moments in your house that make it memorable for you and for others and for your family. I want you to keep your mind open when you're doing this because a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't know, or it's too hard. Don't worry about it. You can, even if it's just you start writing or you start typing, it will come out. Something will come out. I do uh, a mental download every day and I'll be writing and I'll notice sometimes I'll put need and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to live my life out of need. I want to live my life out of want and I want to erase it, but I don't like to do that anymore. Now, maybe I'll put a bubble around it or something and I'll go into the next thing so that I can see what my intuition was doing and then where my cognition is going. So do those things and you're on your way to success on the exterior design of your home. I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this mental exercise. I do have a worksheet that if you want, you could contact us and I can send it to you. It'll help you go through some of the things we talked about today. And I do suggest you do an exercise like this is just write down, if you don't have the worksheet, write down things you think about entry sequence of my home on the exterior and the interior and how those connect, what the experience is in the great room is what most people call it now, but like the kitchen, living and dining room. What is that experience like when it comes to light, shadow, material, the sculptural aspect of you occupying it? Take time to go through those things with your architect, with yourself, write them down. We're here to help you. 
My name is JD Carling from Card, and I am obsessed with you having your dream home, creating an awesome dream home that's totally memorable for you, and you having a memorable experience. If you are ready to start your journey, please go to ca-rd.com and I can help you if you've got your piece of property and we can start looking through it and seeing what this is going to be like. What is the home design going to be? And we'll start at the beginning of the DNA analysis and take you right through to where we're at right now with the design. If you don't own your property and you're just like, this is a dream I've got, I'm obsessed with having a home and this guy is obsessed with having a great design for me and making it happen for me wherever I'm at in the world, please contact me as well. I have a lot of resources I can help you with to get you going, whether it be financial questions you've got, if you've got questions about the architectural design process or construction. I look forward to helping you and I look forward to seeing your dream come true. Thank you again so much. And we'll be back again next Friday where we're going to be moving into the next phase. So we did pre-design. Now we're talking about schematic design, which is like the main ideas of the house. And then next time, we're going to be talking about design development, which is actually choosing those things that we talked about today. Material for the most part, but then like systems that are going to go into your house to make this dream a a reality. (laughs) I'm trying to, I always want to say like something slightly different (laughs) than reality because that's like the common thing is like, we got a dream for making it reality, but that is what we're doing. And I'm thankful to be able to be a part of your process. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. JD out. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.